Welcome to the North Main Podcast, a production of North Main Street Church of God in Butler, Pennsylvania. This podcast brings you North Main's messages every week. We strive to know God intimately, grow in Christ continually, and go for Him daily. I invite you to listen in today as we explore the Bible and learn about its unchanging truths for living life God's way. Let's listen in to this week's message. So I'll... To say that I'm excited to bring today's message might be um, stretching the truth a little bit. (laughs) A little bit nervous about it, if I'm being honest. And uh, I'm just going to uh, try to be as open and honest as I can with all of you. And I'm going to share, hopefully not too much, but I'm going to share a little bit about me. Uh, We're going to continue to talk today about the fact that love is not irritable. Love does not show anger, right? And so one of the big things that, um, the reasons why I was a little bit nervous when Brandon uh, came and said, hey, can you preach for me uh, this day? And I was like, sure. I was like, well, what's the topic? What, what lesson are we going to be on? And he's like, well, we're going to be talking about, you know, love not being irritable. And I was just like, okay. I was like, okay. And then he was like, and, and uh, it was funny because as soon as I told my wife, she was like, <laughs> and I was like, all right. Uh, but here's the truth. Uh, it, we, we can joke around about it, and uh, I'm going to share some stories that are, some of them are funny, some of them aren't. Um, but this is something that I genuinely struggle with. Um, this is something that uh, is not a place where I have conquered. It's not a place where I have um, found uh, that I can, I can control it all to the best of my abilities. Um, I work on it. It's a work in progress. I share that with you because I want to pull back the veil a little bit about sometimes people think when pastors get up here and talk um, that they've got it all figured out, that they have everything that they preach on done, that they're perfect people, and it's not true. There's been many times throughout my life that I've been asked to speak on things or I've I've decided to speak on things that I personally am struggling with, um, that I personally uh, have not come to terms with, and this is, this is one of those things. Um, and so part of me was saying, oh man, maybe I should talk about, because Brandon did give me an out. He's like, well, you can talk about something else, um, you know, or you can do something else. And I was like, you know what? I'm still going to talk about it, but I'm going to come to you all from a place of, um, of not from a place of uh, conquering this, but coming from a place of working on it. And I just want you to know that because it'll frame how you experience this sermon and how you experience the talk. Um, but yes, this is something that I have struggled with my entire life, going back all the way to when I was a child. We, we share in our family a funny story we laugh at now. Probably my mom didn't think it was funny at the time, but um, we went to, back when they had the, the movie rental places at Giant Eagle, we went to Giant Eagle by the Clearview Mall to rent movies. I love movies. Even as a little kid, I loved movies. That's my hobby. That's my pastime. I read about movies. I like to like um, I like to listen to people talk about them. I like to watch them. I like to do all that kind of stuff. And uh, even as a little kid, I'm talking real little, like four years old. I loved them. Couldn't get enough. And we went to the Clearview Mall uh, to the Giant Eagle there to rent Land Before Time. And if you are, if you're around my age, you know Land Before Time and you know how awesome it is. <laughs> and we were taking it home, and we were in the parking lot of Giant Eagle, and my mom's like, hey, you have to take a nap before you watch this. When you wake up, you know, we can watch it, and, you know, you can have a snack and stuff. And I was just like, no, like, I need to watch it now. It's too good. It's too good. This is land before time. Are you crazy? Um, and she's like, no, you got to take a nap. And I just lost it. Like, my, my temper, it goes from zero to 100 in, like, like that. And I just 
started screaming, and she was like, all right, and she just walked me back into the giant eagle, and we returned the, uh, the land before time right there, and then I went home and did take a nap, so, <laughs> so um, I now own land before time, so take that. <laughs> Can't return that one. Um, a story that may be not so funny, right? So that's a, that's a funny one. One that's not so funny is, uh, you know, just this week, uh, I was trying to um, put my, my daughters to bed, and, and I got upset, I got angry, and I lost my temper, and I screamed at them. Uh, that was on Wednesday night, and I really lost my temper, and um, I had to remove myself from the situation, and uh, later on, my, I have an awesome wife who keeps me in check. She came in, she's like, you know, you can't, you can't be doing that, and I said, I know, I know, and the weird thing was, is I was even writing this sermon, <laughs> like, I was like, that, that was, I was like, I need to get some of this done, I need to get some of this done, and like, it was just so frustrating, and one of the funniest things is, is that um, we're going to be looking at Ephesians 4, uh, 28 through 31, or 32, but in Ephesians 6, so just like two chapters over, uh, 6.4, it says this. It says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Um, so this is not something, I guess, again, this is not something that I have gotten to a place. And I think probably, if we're honest, there's a lot of things. Everybody's got things that they're struggling with. Um, but I want to bring to you today just a little bit about this passage, just talking about, you know, how we can go through things. This is one of those things where I really relate to Paul a lot. Um, and he says in his, in his letters, he says, you know, there's things that I wish that I could do that I just don't, right? There's stuff that I want to do and I just end up not doing. And then the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing over and over and over again. And it's this funny thing because uh, one of these things that I'm dealing with my daughter right now is that she's, she doesn't want to go to bed. She doesn't want to go to bed. And she keeps, you know, getting up every time we put her down to bed. And uh, I kept telling her, she says, you know, well, I, I will, I'll do it this time. I'll do it this time. And, and then I'm like, you know, you said that last time. And then I was thinking about this sermon, and it was like, how poetically, you know, uh, it makes sense. Because I'm saying this to God, like, I'll do it next time. Yeah, I lost my temper this time. I'll do it next time. And, and it's just it's a cycle that, re- that repeats because um, I see that. But um, anger is something that is prevalent in our culture. If you get on to, um, I've actually had to take myself off social media. I would get angry. Um, I would, I, honestly, that's what it was. It was one of the things where I would read posts. I'd see things that people sit, said, and I would get upset, and I'd get angry. And, I, and knowing that that's something I struggled with, I had to remove myself from that. But it's prevalent everywhere. Watch the news. Watch how, how we interact with each other is really, really steeped in anger, our whole country is at this kind of like boiling point right now. We are at each other's throats. Um, there, are, there are sides being drawn. There are people who are taking places on opposite sides, and we're treating each other with anger. And so I want to talk this, this morning a little bit about how we combat that. How do we, as Christians, handle it, and how we can't be okay with it? How we cannot be okay with um, allowing ourselves to lose control, how we can't be okay with allowing ourselves to give in to these impulses and to give in to these things because the Bible tells us that we are free from sin. The Bible says you are no longer a slave to sin. I am no longer a slave to anger, and I have to tell myself that all the time. Whenever I start to get anger, I am no longer a slave to this. I can control this. 
And the Bible tells us here, we're going to look at Ephesians 4, 28 through 31. And Paul is going to be talking to this church in Ephesus. So uh, this church is a hub. If you, if you missed uh, Brandon's sermon the other day, this is a port city. It's kind of a hub for all these kind of cultures coming in. Um, this is a place that has a large temple to worship the god of Artemis. Um, and they have just this place that's just perverse with all sorts of different behaviors, anything that can happen, and they don't treat each other well. Um, but the church there is trying to combat this, and Paul is trying to give them instruction on how to do that and how to live a life that's different. So in 28, it says, if you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing you that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. We're going to unpack this a little bit. Um, One of the crazy things when you talk about, like I said, in our culture, when we're trying to really come to terms with what this looks like, this love not being irritable in our culture, love not being angry in our culture, how do we do that whenever we're faced with so much stuff that we maybe disagree with? So many points of view, it's almost like overload right now. There's so many people that can have so many different points of views, and we can have access to all of it in an instant. All we have to do is look it up. If you, you can type up anything into Google, and you're going to get hundreds and hundreds of pages of different opinions and different ideas. And so how do we as Christians, as we're trying to look at all of this, we're trying to experience this, we're trying to bump into this world, essentially. We're trying to be a part of it, and yet uh, not a part of it. We're trying to be in it, but not of it. And we're trying to kind of balance this weird tightrope walk. How do we do it? How do we not let this happen? And so we see here... Um, He says right off the bat, he says, um, stop telling lies. So the first thing we're going to look at is that Paul says you got to change your behavior, right? Uh, If you're filling in the blanks in your your bulletin, uh, this is the the first one there. It says three fill in the blanks. Um, And it says you have to change your behavior. He says if you're doing something and you know that it's not great, stop. And again, we have to frame this in such a way that... um, Paul is speaking. He's the very one that said, I do all the things that I don't want to do, and I can't seem to do the things that I want to. So you have to listen to him and not get angry at him, being like, well, Paul, you say that. It's easy. You're, you're a saint, right? No, Paul's not. Just like me speaking to you today, I'm not speaking from a place of authority. I'm speaking through the Bible, and the Bible is speaking from a place of authority. These aren't my words. They're Christ's. These are Paul's. These are God's. So here's the thing is Paul is saying, stop this behavior. Easier said than done, right? But here's the thing is is that Paul is telling them as a church, he's saying, listen, you as a church need to stop this behavior. If you're doing something, then stop. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be something that happens overnight. You're going to need to work together. He's sending this letter not to an individual, but to the whole church. 
He's saying you need to work together to change your behavior. He says you also need to change how you speak. This is something that I've been um, talking to people a lot about uh, because there is a, uh, there's a trend right now where people say it's, it's very popular to, quote, unquote, just speak your mind, and that's, that's, that's the, uh, the, the popular thing, right? Like, oh, I'm just being truthful. This is my truth. I'm speaking my mind. I'm speaking this truth. Well, that's not the Bible. It doesn't say that's okay, right? Because a lot of times our speak, our truth is broken and hurtful, and it causes pain. I know that whenever I speak my truth in anger, I cause my daughters to be scared of me. When I speak my truth to people that um, I don't agree with, I often cause them to hate me. If I speak my truth, but if I speak Christ's truth, which is love and tenderheartedness and kindness, well, guess what? The outcomes are very different. Thursday night, Friday night this week, we had the same problem with my daughter. She wanted to get up. And I said to, to my wife, Pam, I was like, I'm going to change how I do that. I'm not, it's not going to happen again uh, that Wednesday night. And I went in, and I stayed calm. Now inside, I was kind of like, go to bed. <laughs> uh, like, I just wanted to like, just go to bed. Um, but I stayed calm, and, and, and my wife was there with me, and, and the result was amazing. Right? What went from Wednesday night, and it sounds obvious, but here's the thing is that it's not just anger, it's how we treat people in general. Think about um, the waiter that you had or the waitress that you had who messed something up and then you just you know, maybe made a backhanded comment to them, maybe you said something negative to them, maybe you treated them poorly the entire time. How, how many of you go through your entire day at work and don't make a mistake? Yours just probably aren't as visible as that person's was. Right? This anger, it can't be how we speak, and it can't be the truth that we speak because it's not truth. Right? The, the, the way that we speak to people, it can't, it's not an emotional thing. So, so many people, I come and I say, well, how could you have said that, or why did you say that? And they say, well, that's just how I was feeling. We are broken people. You and I are not God. And so a lot of times the things that we're thinking and feeling are not things that should be spoken. Because there are things that need to be run through a filter. There are things that need to be run through the filter of Scripture. We need to read and say, maybe is that thought wasn't, wasn't great. Maybe that, that word I was about to say wasn't what I was supposed to say. Maybe that was a bad witness. The Bible in James, James says, be slow to speak and quick to listen. Listen to all these things, take it in, process it, run it through scripture, and then speak it if you need to speak it. Because a lot of times, guess what, I'm, I'm guilty of this too, I don't need to speak at all. I think I need to in the moment, I desperately think I need to say something, because if I don't, if I don't puff my chest up, if I don't um, get angry, if I don't say something right there and, and stake my claim or, or put my feet in the ground, well, then they're going to walk right over me. Well, guess what? That hasn't really happened any of the times that I've not done that. A lot of the times whenever I'm kind to people and I'm tenderhearted and I try to listen and I try to take things in, people tend not to take advantage of me because they think, that guy's a nice guy. Why would I do that? Now, I'm going to get taken advantage from time to time. But as Christians, we're called to be different. We have to change how we speak. And the last one there is we have to change how we think. We have to change how we think about people, how we think about this world. 
One of the funny things is, uh, I was gonna, I'm going to use a quote here, and it's from the, uh, the great Jedi Master, Master Yoda, from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Um, and Yoda is talking to Luke, our hero, and Luke's struggling, and Yoda says, listen, fear causes anger. Anger causes hate, and hate brings about sorrow, suffering, pain, right? Now, the crazy thing is, is that some people might say, well, that's a movie, and that's a green puppet, (laughs) right? Um, And, you know, what are you saying? But here's the thing is that when we look at our world differently, you will be able to see God show up in every single thing. Because here's the thing, George Lucas, the guy who made that movie, was a son of God in the same way that I am a son of God. He might not have accepted Christ, but he's created. He has the same father. He just doesn't understand it. But his same imprint is on him. And so some truths come out, but we have to understand when we are looking at things, what's truth and what's not. The next scene, Luke goes and faces his fear and he conquers it all on his own. We know that's not truth. I can't conquer things on my own. Every time I try, I fail right? So here's the thing is the world had seen, there was a little bit of truth there. They're like, we know that there's something to not being angry. There's something to being at peace. There's something to, you know, controlling your emotions. You just need to do it, is basically what that movie said. There's got to be some way to do it. And the Bible's saying, yeah, there is a way to do it. It's through Christ. And he goes on here. um, He says, The end here is where I want to kind of look at on on 31 through uh, 32. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. You know, all those things are, um, think about like slander. We don't talk about that a lot, but that's simply just defaming people. It's literally just talking negatively about people just to harm them. How often do we do that? Right? There's, it happens all the time. That's what gossiping is. You're, you're spreading a, a, it might be even a truth, right? I mean, it might be even something that you did witness, but the only purpose you have in doing it is to bring about harm to another person. And again, when we begin to think differently about this world and we see that person was created by God the exact same way I was. That person has the ability to experience God the exact same way I do. That person has a role to play in God's kingdom the exact same way I do. And I have to treat them differently. My words have to reflect that. How I interact with every single person has to reflect the honor that I have for their position in the kingdom. And that has to be how I interact with all people. And that's the thing is that I struggle with that with my family because my wall comes down and I, I begin to lose that kind of like veneer of, of polish that, that is, you know, out for everyone to see. And even there, that cannot be, right? Two, two chapters over, Paul talks about that. He's like, hey, don't let this happen in your house either, right? We cannot, as Christians, allow ourselves to be shaped by this world. We have to be in it, but we have to be different, and today, in, in politics, in, in our social media, in our colleges, in our schools, 
They are telling us that it's okay to say anything you want. It's okay to feel anything you want. And if you feel a certain way, you can just go ahead and express it in any way you want. And the Bible says that's not how we have to act. We have to be different. And then he goes on at the end and he says, this is how we are different. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I know this, um, working at uh, my dad's place and working the front counter a lot of times, uh, I'm still trying to figure out a lot of the codes and a lot of the things. I'm still trying to kind of get comfortable up there. And when a customer comes up and I'm messing something up or I'm just like, oh, you know, just give me one second, please. When they offer grace, oh my goodness, it's like a weight off my chest. And those people aren't even Christians. They're just being nice, right? Because guess what? They know that's the better way to be because Christ, God, created them. And so in their deepest like, remnants of their hearts, they know where, what the truth is. They know if I am nice to this person, this is, interaction's going to go better. But the world tells them, hey, if, if this service isn't you know, right when you need it or right, right at this second, react Say something. Stand up for yourself. You're being taken advantage of. I'm not trying to take advantage of that person. I'm having a hard day. I can't figure out this code, and the computer's not doing what I want it to do. Right? We have to be different. Think about tenderhearted. That's viewed as weakness in our, in our country. It really is, especially if you're a guy. Right? This is just honestly. I work around a lot of guys who are some rough characters, and a lot of times, someone will say, hey, you're just a pushover. And I'll say, you can think that if you want. I'll stand up for the things I think is important. And what you are talking about right now, I don't think is important. <laughs> right? Try insulting my God. We'll see what, how, how pushover I am, right? <laughs> I don't need to stand up for things that I don't think are important or things that can just wash away or things that mean nothing to me. We can stand up for the things that we need to. We don't have to. That has nothing to do with being tenderhearted. Tenderhearted is just looking at these people and saying, you are so broken, just like I'm so broken. I bet you got mad at your kid too, man. That, that really stinks, doesn't it? How could we mess that up so bad? Let's figure this out together. Right? It's understanding, it's putting yourselves in their shoes just for two seconds and saying, I want to I do life with you for just even this brief interaction that we have. And in that, I want it to be a pleasant one because that's what our God calls us to do. It says, forgive one another. Oh, forgiveness, that's a hard thing, isn't it? So many people end up hurting us. We end up hurting so many people. And it just eats away at us. It causes us to be angrier and angrier and angrier, and we entrench ourselves. But think about this. Think about how easy it is to make a mistake in a word or in a simple action, right? I'm not saying every situation is one where it was a misunderstanding, but man, if we were just willing to give grace just a little bit, what would change? What would change in our world? And then just... God says, this is what God did for you. It's, it's what we talked about with communion. God came down. One of the coolest things about church, and this is, one of the, this is kind of where I'm going to close. Uh, one of the coolest things about church is that um, God says, you don't have to be fixed 
to be a part of it. You don't have to have it figured out to see the truth. It's the same reason why um, I can come up to you today and speak because I'm not perfect. I don't have it all figured out, but I have this guide and I can read this guide and I can understand it and I can begin to work and so can you. And this church is a place where we are meant to experience that and so as Christians, we cannot allow ourselves to get into a place where we become, we say people are here and we're here, right? And we put up these veneers. Like I said, it, we put up these fake, um, these fake uh, profiles and these, these fake uh, personas of, well, I do have it figured out, right? Many of you might be thinking like, wow, Matt, I thought he seemed like he was a laid back guy, right? Because I've had 30 years to figure out how to fool you. <laughs> I've been working on it too. But here's the truth. Many of you are fooling people just as well. And this is a place where we're meant to come in and say, no, I don't want to fool you. I just want to be honest. This is what I'm struggling with. And this is where I'm broken. And we have to treat each other with kindness and tenderheartedness. And we have to allow people to come in and say the exact same things. And we have to say, listen, I struggle with that too. Let's work on this. And we can do it. The Bible says we can do it. The Bible says, like I said, we are no longer slaves to sin. We are free. It's like standing in the prison with the door open. And sometimes we take the step out of it and we're like, this is awesome. This is great. And we have other guys with us and, and, and girls with us. And we're like, come on, let's go. And then all of a sudden something happens and we're like, I'm going to step right back in. I may even start to shut the door a little bit. It's crazy. Christ gives us freedom. He allows us to get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. It says, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. As the worship team comes up, would you join me in prayer? Dear God, we come before you. God, you are so amazing. You are the God of the universe. You created every single thing. You put all things into motion. You are the one that makes everything make sense. And God, you set all things to your good and to your will. And God, we're just here to try and worship you and experience you. And so we just pray. We pray that we can have freedom from these things that are bogging us down. We pray that we have freedom from anger. We pray that we have the strength to take the energy. It's hard sometimes to take the energy to put ourselves in other people's shoes and to offer grace and to offer forgiveness and to speak with kindness and to stop our words when we don't need to speak at all. And God, just allow us to have the patience to filter through everything that this world throws at us and allow us just to lean on each other so that our whole demeanor, our whole way of interacting with people shifts and changes, God. And we know it's possible through you because you said it. And we just thank you so much and we praise you. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for joining us this week. 
Check back next week as we dig deeper and go further in our understanding of God's Word. Make sure to visit us on our website, www.northmaincog.org, where you can learn more about us. If you found value in today's message, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be helpful too. Donating to the ongoing ministry of North Main is easy. Just go to our website and click on the Give tab at the top of the screen. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week.